This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Martin Gabor. And I'm Lucy Watkin. It's Wednesday, the 13th of April. In your Sport Today, Gillan McLaughlin says goodbye. Sam Kerr is at the double. The Com Games are coming home. And the record breaker will leave you out of breath. This is your Sport Today. We're going to start today's show with the big news out of the AFL that Chief Executive Gillan McLaughlin will step down from the top job at the end of the year. McLaughlin, he got a bit teary when explaining his decision to walk away yesterday. Luce, he says it's time to spend a bit more time with his family. Yeah, he said no more missing out on his son's basketball games and he feels very good about where the league is and he feels good about the fact that it's the right time. He told AFL Commission Chairman Richard Goiter of his plans to step down on the plane back from the AFLW Grand Final on the weekend. Goiter says he didn't want him to go, but he also didn't stop him. McLaughlin started as a consultant at the AFL back in 2000 and has held various roles as Chief Operating Officer, Commercial General Manager and a Strategic Planner. He had a lot to do with securing record TV rights deals and investing in stadia across the country. He was promoted to Chief Executive in 2014 when Andrew Dimitri stepped down and the rest is history. And he did a lot in those nine seasons as CEO, probably most notably was starting the AFLW early in 2017. And that comp is going to have all 18 clubs competing in the second season later this year. Now, Luce, he's not done just yet. What's he still got to tick off and who might replace him? Well, he's got quite the to-do list. He's been tasked with delivering a new broadcast deal for the AFL and AFLW competitions, finalising a new collective bargaining agreement between the league and the men's and women's players. He's got to oversee the review into a possible 19th team in Tasmania. And of course, he's got to make sure the games go ahead with the threat of COVID still very much around. It's still early days as to who might replace McLaughlin, but Richmond boss Brendan Gale, Bulldogs president Kylie Watson-Wheeler and internal candidates Andrew Dillon and Travis Ald are the favourites. Yeah, it is certainly the end of an era here. But as you said, he's not finished just yet. So we'll still see plenty of McLaughlin and his replacement is going to be a pretty big story as the year goes on. Football fans feasted on fingernails on Friday, watching the Matildas play New Zealand. Now, Luce, thankfully, it wasn't as stressful last night. They won 3-1 in Canberra and fair to say Sam Kerr was again the star. There's a reason she's our leading goal scorer. She waited until the 96th minute in last week's game to win it for the Matildas, but it only took Sam Kerr 15 minutes last night to open the scoring with a header. She added another goal in the first half with the outside of her boot to take her international tally to 59 goals. Hayley Razo scored the other goal from outside the box. After the game, Matildas player Ivy Luik shaved her head to support her brother, who has a brain tumour. Yeah, she did loosen. Luik has raised more than $30,000 for the Mark Hughes Foundation, so she's doing a great job there. The Matildas, they've now got a bit more than a year to get ready for the World Cup, which they'll be hosting with New Zealand starting next July. 
If you didn't catch the match last night, don't worry, I've popped the highlights in today's episode notes. Let's go to some rugby league news now because there was an important case heard at the judiciary last night. Warriors winger Marcelo Montoya, he was charged with making a homophobic slur in a game last week. Luce, did he get suspended? Yes, he did get suspended and Montoya will miss the next four games for calling Cowboys player Kyle Felt a derogatory term during a game last Friday. It means he's the first player since 2014 to be suspended for a homophobic slur. The NRL wanted Montoya banned for six games, but the suspension was reduced to four games because of the early guilty plea, his good record, and because he showed remorse. After the hearing, NRL CEO Andrew Abdo stressed that offensive slurs would not be tolerated in the game. Yeah, and it means Montoya will miss Sunday's game against the Roosters. He'll be back and available for selection in round 10 when the Warriors play South Sydney. There's been a fair bit of talk lately about who should be the next Socceroos coach or the next person to lead the Australian men's cricket team. Luce, now it's rugby union's turn. What do we know about this? Well, let me start by saying current Wallabies coach Dave Rennie hasn't said when he's leaving, although it's reported he will move on after next year's World Cup. Most experts thought Brumbies coach Dan McKellar would be the man for the job, especially because he's joining the national coaching staff next season. But a Sydney Morning Herald story says former All Blacks great Brad Thorne could be an option. Thorne is the current Queensland Reds coach and he's previously distanced himself from the Wallabies job. But in the article, he said he'd be honoured to coach the Aussies. Yeah, and that is pretty interesting, Luce, because he was linked with a return to New Zealand. But in the story, he says his next challenge is actually here in Australia. We're going to have to see what happens there. All right, time for today's trivia question, which is brought to you by the Union Live app. Which NRL club did Brad Thorne play for? Luce, got a clue for us? It was a Queensland club. A Queensland club. Not many of those around. Uh, We'll have the answer at the end of the show. It wasn't just Gillan McLaughlin making the headlines yesterday. There was some other big news in Melbourne, and that was Regional Victoria officially being awarded the 2026 Commonwealth Games. Luce, you're our resident Melbourne uh, resident. Uh, what are the details here? Well, what can I say? It's coming back to the best state in the country, Ooh. the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> They'll be held at regional hubs in Geelong, Bendigo, Ballarat and Gippsland, and that's where the Athletes Villages will be held too. Shepparton will also hold sporting and cultural events. It won't be completely staged in Regional Vic. The MCG will host the opening ceremony like it did at the 2006 Com Games. But Victoria Premier Dan Andrews says the 2026 Games will create 4,000 jobs, which is really important for Victoria's economy that's still recovering from almost two years of COVID lockdowns. Just a reminder that Lucy's comments about certain states do not reflect the Squizzes values. <laughs> uh, hosting major sporting events has been a key strategy by state governments to boost the economy. The 2026 Games, they're still a while away, but the 2022 Games in Birmingham start in July this year. 
How long do you reckon you could swim underwater holding your breath loose? I don't know about you, but I'd last, oh, let's call it five seconds, and that's not good because I can't really swim. Now, the reason I ask this is because the Guinness World Record has been set, and uh, it is really far. It's really far, and like you, Gabs, I don't think I'd be getting that far either. (laughs) But Egyptian swimmer Omar Hagezi is the world record holder, and last week he swam 56.48 metres underwater with just one breath. And he also set a new record of 76.7 metres for the longest distance swim underwater with one breath with fins. It's a pretty remarkable story because in 2015, when he was 25 years old, he was involved in a serious motorcycle accident that required his leg to be amputated. It led to him becoming depressed and angry, so he turned to swimming. He says swimming let him be free and capable and he's got two world records and he says he's hungry for more. Yeah, this is a really incredible story, but it's not one we suggest trying at home in your backyard pool. All right, let's get back to today's trivia question. And today I asked which NRL club did Brad Thorne play for? Luce, you said it was a Queensland club, but who was it? Yes, a Queensland club and that Queensland club was the Brisbane Broncos. It certainly was. He won a couple of titles there and played 200 matches for them. And then, of course, he's had a very good career in rugby union as well. All right, that is us done for the day. Luz, you'll be back tomorrow with Sam. I'm off until next week. Catch you then.